Uh-oh. We have a malfunction, but I'm here. Welcome to Fazless Radio. I think this is version three of this. Faz, uh, Faz has issues at times. Um, but uh, thankfully, because uh, the community is so awesome, we have, if I push a button here, well, he doesn't look like he's ready yet. We do have a guest speaker that will join me tonight. Uh Mr. Old Man Smithers, OMS himself in the flesh, is coming tonight. And we're going to talk about three questions, two comments, and a revelation in the crypto industry. So uh, a lot of times, or a lot of conversations we've had on this channel over the last three years have revolved primarily in the crypto gaming space, right? The Web3 gaming arena. Uh, I want to touch on that, but I also want to go out of it a little bit because there's been a lot of news over the last week of things that are going on. Um, so hopefully we can get through this and we can do uh, do a great job here tonight. Sorry. Uh, he keeps jumping in and out. He's having some technical difficulties. <laughs> it's it's like uh it's a normal show we we never have this show without some kind of a technical difficulty let's see if we can add him in here i, I think <laughs> i think we're good there he is it never fails as soon as i hit the button all of a sudden i see device not connected at the bottom and i was like oh no yeah, what you missed was my entire green screen falling down behind me. So oh, it was, no. That's great. Awesome. So so tonight, OMS has graciously joined us with Faz being out. So we're doing Fazless Radio. For some reason, these always tend to do better in the metrics. I don't know what's different about the show, really. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. No, absolutely. So I do want to get into a lot tonight. We should be able to uh, hopefully keep this to an hour, but I know people uh, go absolutely crazy. Uh, there is Mr. Zorro. Mr. Zorro, I don't think has ever missed a show ever. Always. Um, and it's it's been this at the end of this year will be three years that we've been on the air. So this is, that's quite an accomplishment. I don't know if I could listen to myself for three years straight. <laughs> I have y'all on repeat before I go to bed every night. <laughs> Put, puts you right to sleep, huh? Yeah. I feel myself get smarter while I'm sleeping. It's crazy. That is a beautiful compliment. Thank you. I'll remember that one. I'm going to I'm going to add that to the Faz Radio site. I have a couple of great quotes that I put up there when I built that one. For those of you who don't know, uh before we get into it, uh we're rebuilding that stuff. The Faz Radio, the Crypto Faz Academy websites. We had a glitch. Um the I've used the same web host for quite literally almost 30 years. Um and I always I have uh, 19 of my own domains on there, and I do websites for other people, and I, I brought their domains over there, and it was fantastic. And all of a sudden, I think it was like beginning of summer, I started just seeing weird things happening. And, and one of my clients called me and said, why is there Russian porn on my website? And I went, that's a great question. And everything got hacked. Apparently at the uh, the web uh, web hosts end, 
And so I had to migrate everything over to a new web host. And so I had to rebuild everything. I said, this is great. Everything gets a facelift. So if you haven't gone to fazradio.com recently, jump over there, take a look at what we've got. Uh, we're going to be building out uh, a lot of new stuff over there. So questions tonight. I, I want to dig into this and I want to see what the community has to say. And, and of course, OMS I, I absolutely, I look forward to when I see old man Smithers is typing in the discord because it, it always, it, you never know what you're going to get with that. And you had a great conversation on CFA today. Uh, pork chop had put out a message asking, Hey, uh, anybody teensy weensy feeling a little bit better about gala lately? And, I think you hit the the nail on the head. So if you haven't gone there, go to the uh, go to the gala stuff room that we have over at Discord and have a look at that because I think uh, he makes a fantastic set of points in there. Thank so, um, question number one that I want to address tonight uh, revolves around crypto in general, right? So I think crypto in quotes, right? Crypto, I think, is done. I think we've we've eclipsed the Wild West at this point. We've seen uh, tons of fuckery with Binance and Kraken and Coinbase and Library and the XRP suit. And regardless if it's the, the SEC or anybody else that's coming down on these, I think everybody just kind of half-assing everything is done. I don't think projects or companies who go into this with a lot of the hype and the FOMO and the just guns a blazing is going to last. So my personal opinion is that only the strongest, most ethical, most transparent, most honorable companies are going to be the ones that survive. What do you think, OMS? I like the way you think. Uh <laughs> I wish it was the case. I really do. I, th I mean, whatever you're talking about to be the ones to survive, I think you absolutely have a point. Uh, you know, the ones that are going to be around five, 10 years from now, uh, I do think are the ones that start from a firm basis now. And Coinbase is a, is a great example of that. Uh, you know, Coinbase, for better or worse, whatever you might think of them, early on, they really did lean into the whole regulation aspect of it. Uh, they really did lean into the, we want to know what you want us to do, and we're going to do it even if you change your mind a year later uh, with the U.S. government. Uh, they've been building that that firm background of you know regulatory friendly as an exchange. And it's one of the reasons I personally think uh, that we haven't seen a real solid effort by the government to go after them. Not to mention they're probably paying off people left and right in Congress. But, you know, it's one of those things where I, I do think at the end, 10, 15 years down the road, Coinbase will likely still be around because of that. Uh, but I still think that there is a lot of Wild West going on right now. I, I think as soon as the next bull comes, you're going to have a ton of people building sketchy startups, promising the world, because crypto is like one of the only industries that you can get funding first. Like it's one of those things where, mm -hmm. you know, it's you sell the dream. You don't sell the product, you sell the dream and people will give you millions, if not billions of dollars for it. 
Do you think, though, that when I mean that it's it's dead, I maybe I should have been a little clearer. So my thought process on this whole thing is I, I think there'll still be a lot of that. Absolutely. There'll be people coming out as in cowboy mode. But I think that those projects aren't going to make it. Whereas before, you're right. You know, you throw up any any new ticker symbol that you see, people would just throw money at it left and right. I think we've grown as an industry, at least at this point, to be able to recognize a lot of the stupidity that's being thrown out there. And I think that while they might they might go out and, and hit it like the Wild West, I don't think they're going to make it. I think we've we're, we're coming up to the top, to the crest of that that crap, just throw it out there and it sticks kind of thing. We're seeing a lot of big projects. Board Ape Yacht Club, right? has been on the way down uh, a lot of the, what is that other one? The doodles, right? Because all of a sudden people started realizing they don't have a lot behind it other than a pretty picture. Right. You have others like SHIB, right? SHIB is still alive and surviving. You have now granted it's not, it's not anything with any depth quite yet, but they're trying to build out further utility for it. They have a, they call it the Shibarium or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And they, so they're trying to make something of themselves. Companies like that, I think, have a better chance of survival. But the ones that are built on pure hype and FOMO and vaporware and dreams, I think they're going to struggle mightily, even with a bull coming. Yeah. I think you're right. And they will die and people will get burned. And the more people that get burned will learn a lesson. So they will be less liable to fall for it the next time. And I do think over time, you will see that industry shift. Uh, But there are a lot of projects that are struggling to sort of find their voice, like you said. And uh, like Pudgy Penguins was the one that came to mind Mm -hmm. immediately whenever you talked about it. Uh, They've killed it. And I mean, it's a Cinderella story with the, the, the guy who bought the IP and, you know, his background. But at the same time, it is an it is a great, in my opinion, example of what just a pure PFP project can actually become with a little bit of business savvy and a whole lot of luck. So uh, I think there will be a place for the people like that. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's move on to question number two. Let me pull up. I got to keep clicking buttons. I that's the only thing I don't like about Streamyard. There's too many button clickies during a show. I need a stream deck, man. Uh. I'm upgrading a lot of different things. You'll hear about that very soon. Nice. Black Friday. So, yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> so I, I think in the in the regular fiat U.S. dollar world, things are changing a lot. And we've seen this in El Salvador with Bukele. Uh, just recently, just last week, I can't pronounce the guy's name. I think it's Malay is how they pronounce it in Argentina. Yeah. Have you seen like the, the clips of what this guy says? And he goes on, on the, what is like the equivalent of the CNN of Argentina. And he says the libs are shit tards. (laughs) And this guy gets elected. The people are done. Right. So he's already, he put out a letter today and he, he said, it's not negotiable. The central bank is done there. And I thought that that was wild, right? They're embracing Bitcoin. Um, they're changing people's thought patterns on how ac- economies and money is looked at. So do you think that that this this change in direction will catch on? 
Do you think more countries will adopt that? Do you think that more people will adopt a different way of thinking about money and economies and their own personal economics? Well, you know, like the whole the old term, necessity is the mother of all invention. I, I think Argentini, Argent, Argentina, Argentina <laughs> in particular, and the Argentinian people uh, are are wanting a change, obviously, by the election of their new president. And I'm approaching this from a, a gringo's perspective with very little background information beyond what I've read in the last couple of days. Uh, so my ability to give a, an opinion is going to be you know, small. That said, uh, he's doing away with the central bank. He says that he wants to you know, embrace Bitcoin. He's been a big proponent of Bitcoin because, again, I think in Argentina's situation, they are looking for a way out of the current uh, problems that they've had. However, he's also said that he wants to dollarize the Argentina economy. So much like Ecuador uh, dollarized back 20 years ago or so, uh, he wants to bring that to Argentina. It, it, it's not a silver bullet. It's going to have its own set of challenges. But you know that does go to show that no matter how friendly you are with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, you know the world is run on central currency. The world is run on the petrodollar. BRICS is, you know, constantly trying to undermine that, and they have been for how, however many years. Um, mm -hmm. But that's wars are fought over, you know, central currencies. So I, 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 as much as I think that you'll probably see smaller countries if they get into some trouble, it does provide them another option, much like El Salvador. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a whole kumbaya, the world's going to embrace it, because I think there will be a lot of pushback to the point of armed conflict, you know, before that they go quietly for that. I, I you know, I think part of Argentina's plan will be to do it the right way if they dollarize the right way. Right. So if they. If they take a, a model like they use over in the East, right, like in Japan and a, even any of those countries over there that that integrate the dollar in, if they if they ease it in and use that as the stability while they build out the infrastructure for something like Bitcoin or perhaps from a non-centralized standpoint, from a governmental standpoint, bringing out a different type of currency, maybe not a CBDC, but um something along the lines of a different kind of stable coin for themselves. How they approach that adoption, I think will play a key role in the success or the failure of, of that going forward. I think people are realizing with, look, the government tells us there's like 4% CPI inflation. We all know that's bullshit, right? We go shopping. My wife goes grocery shopping and our, our grocery bill has literally tripled in the last 18 months. All right. Same food, but it's the, the price of it has gone up. So we know it's actually 10, 12, 14, 16% a year of realized inflation. And people can't do this anymore. The home the homes, I saw a graphic today. The homes in the United States are at levels of the Lehman crisis back in 2008 as far as home sales are going. Home pricing is dropping. Interest rates continue to, to go. We have Powell over at the Fed. If I don't know if you saw it. It was like two weeks ago. He did a news conference where he was visibly agitated because I think he's even at the point where he's trying to tell the powers that be, look, 
we can't keep doing this. It's going to fail at some point. And I think the the people seeing this around the world are really going to stop and start thinking a little bit and become a little bit more based in in educating themselves on, hey, the, what we've been doing isn't working. We need to do something a little bit differently. By people, you mean the individuals or the people Absolutely. in power? Are... Absolutely. The people in power, I think they know they're in trouble. I, I really do think they know they're in trouble because people aren't going to continue to to work with this this inflationary system that does nothing but screw them over in the end. And they they are nervous of things like Bitcoin, absolutely. But I think they're coming to a point where they're starting to realize that it isn't this magic internet money. This is actually something that that is a a solid real thing that can that can change lives in so many different ways. I mean you you're right. But you know, it's like the whole thing. It's like I try to think the best of a person individually, but I can't help but think the absolute worst of people as a as a whole. Uh, because I think most people, my, my wife is a great, a great example. She is not into cryptocurrency at all. I love Same. cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And she loves me being able to show her my phone and being like, hey, we just made 10 grand today. And she's like, oh my God, because to her, it's magical internet money. She doesn't right. know anything about what blockchain is or ledger. She doesn't know anything about that. And she doesn't care. To her, it's the same as stocks, which she she understands sort of what stocks are, but she's not up to speed. And she's a brilliant woman. Uh, this is, I mean, she's better educated than I am by far. So it's not a, a, a an issue of education. It's more of an issue of just that's not in their wheelhouse. And I think a lot of people are like that. Uh, I think the people that find out, you know, the ones that want to actually start diving into the projects. And it's funny because a lot of the times it's not because they want to get technologically educated. It's they're trying to find the next 10 times, 20 times, 50 times, and they start looking for utility. And then they have to start diving into the projects and being like, oh, okay, well, in order to understand this white paper, I have to understand how blockchain works. You know, it's funny (laughs) how it works out like that. Uh, but I think again, over time, we'll probably get to where you're talking about. I, I don't. I don't. We're early adopters. We're so early. We're so early. Most people have no idea what what we we live with every day. We've been talking about this a lot, and I know you've t- had this conversation many times before on the gaming side about the adoption has to be simple, right? And it over time, things are going to get simpler and simpler for people to be able to adopt this. It, I agree with you in the fact that, okay, in order to, whether it's gaming or whether it's uh, an economy, you have to have a wallet. And that wallet, if you're going to make people write down a seed phrase or try and remember a seed phrase, that's going to be tough. But you also have to have the security of that seed phrase. So there has to be a way to secure that because most people will copy those words to their desktop and then they they go you know visit some sketchy site somewhere and they throw a keylogger or some kind of virus on there and there goes their wallet and all their money's gone right so that that is a big step towards solving that problem and you're right that's i've argued see my my thoughts run like this this is why faz gets aggravated with me i go in 10 different directions when you say you know we're early we're we're really not early and i've argued this 
so many times. We're, we're not even early anymore. And after a project's been out three, four years, they're not early anymore. What is early is the education part of it, I think. Not the the actual technology or the, the way of thinking. And we're having a hard time translating the the technical side of it to somebody who doesn't know what it is. And if you can find a way to bridge that gap on how to provide a product, which we haven't seen yet, that's uber simple, secure, and user-friendly, I think that that really just explodes the usage of that. I, I will agree. Uh, I, I'll, I'll take it one step further and say the, the minute that you get to where they don't even have to think about it is where you start seeing adoption. Electric vehicles are a prime example of an industry that we're still early on, even though electric vehicles have been around for 100 plus years. Uh, right. EVs, as we understand them, have been around for 15, 20 years. Uh, but you don't you never really saw widespread adoption. You still don't have it, but it, it's getting there until they made it to where people didn't have to think about it. It was just they don't they don't care how many battery banks, you know, their Tesla has. They all they care about is how far can I get on it and is it easy for me to charge it? You know, and it's cheaper than gas. Uh, they don't they don't they don't think about anything except for the hardcore Tesla enthusiasts, you know, in terms of what's going on <laughs> underneath them as they're driving the car. Why why is why does it have why doesn't it have an engine in the hood? Most people don't care. You know, they they just think, oh look, it's a frunk, you know, it's a front trunk. That's that's great. How neat is that? <laughs> yeah. So we need to get crypto to the point to where, like you said, it's it's seamless. If you log into a game, you can play the game whether or not you want to be with crypto. And if you do want to be with crypto, it needs to be as simple as you press a button, somehow black magic, you know, there's a safe way of <laughs> importing your wallet. And at that point, you know, it, it adds the value. So I, what I will tell you is wallet technology is moving and I don't want to go too far off because we've still got a lot to cover, but uh, I've mentioned it. I think it was two weeks ago. I have been playing with a new uh, clone ish thing of MetaMask called Rabby wallet, R-A-B-B-Y. And so far I'm extraordinarily impressed. It uh, it's like MetaMask on steroids and it it does cool things right it automatically switches networks for you if you if you jump like let's say you want to go over to to the avax network or even the playable network and you have that it will detect it and automatically switch when you press you know uh launch app if you don't have that network it will give you a warning and say hey it's trying to connect to this network this is what the network is and it gives you a link to go read about it same with uh, when you make a transaction. If something looks like unusual or or anything like that, it'll it'll pop up a warning to you and say, "Hey, this isn't like a normal fee or anything like that for this network. Are you sure you want to proceed?" And it kind of, I hate using the phrase "idiot proofs," but it it really does a lot of things and it supports more networks than you would imagine. So, those of you who are listening who are tired of the uh, stupidity on MetaMask lately. And I know you were asking the question about that just the other day too. Um, check out Rabby. 
Uh, it's not a full endorsement here that I'm giving, and nor am I compensated for it. But at the same time, it's it's I've read a lot about it, and it seems like it's it's a real deal. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, before we no, move go on, ahead. I, I saw yeah. a quick I saw a quick note. I don't know how true it is or not, but uh, somebody wrote uh, today that MetaMask makes seven million dollars or more a week just from the fees that they charge for swappage and gas and, you know, the surcharge and all that. So I'm, I've been kind of waiting for a competitor to come out because when you're talking about that much money, there's going to be them. So that's cool. I'll look it up. Thank that, you for that. No, that, that doesn't surprise me. Um, for the reason you were talking about before is the simplicity. People just want their wallet to work, right? So that's part one. It's I call it the Apple syndrome, right? Because that's what – what launched Apple uh, as a huge part of it? It was it was three simple rules. It has to be easy. It has to be beautiful, and it has to just work. Yeah. And that's that's where a lot of these projects are failing. I think is they're not following the Apple rule. And and Rabbi has has really impressed me so far. It, it anything new always makes me nervous, especially in crypto, because you just don't know, right? But right. Um, you know, I've I've just put a small amount of money in there, um, and uh, so far so good. Let me click my boutons. All right, so question three I wanted to to talk about tonight. So, switching over to like the gaming side, right? A lot of us have realized that it hasn't taken off or been adopted or isn't really mainstream like traditional gaming. And I really wouldn't consider it much of a success yet. All right. It's had some successes here and there scattered around, but overall traditional gaming is still far ahead of any of the, the blockchain gaming or web three gaming, whatever you want to call it. Um, so what we're seeing, I think is a lot of, these companies who are using the traditional web two model for gaming and they're trying to like stuff these web three pieces parts into it. And they wonder why it isn't working. They'll focus on things like daily active users, how much adoption they get or creating excitement. And, and a lot of that unfortunately is around earnings, right? Which creates a whole nother huge, huge, big mess. Right? So we've asked this question before, and and the standard answer to this question, when we say, hey, what are the next steps for crypto gaming companies? You know, obviously so far it hasn't worked. Everybody says you have to have a fun game. I think that's complete bullshit. And I've argued that on here for quite some time. That's not all it is, right? There's a lot that goes into it. You've really taken some monumental steps forward in crypto gaming uh, with your recent association with playable games, right? So you've dug your heels in there. You've seen, you have your, your years of experience in the uh, gala ecosystem. And now you see playable doing this, this question, I, I swear I didn't write it for you, but it, it, it's when you said, Hey, I'd love to jump on. I was like, this is all OMS right here. So tell me what, what is it? What is it truly, from your perspective, seeing both sides of this, what do you think needs to be done to get crypto gaming to start making steps forward and not so many back before they get where they're going? Right. 
I hesitate to overthink this, if that makes any sense. Um, no, it does. I, so we have this long, you know, 40, 50 years of just video games being available for everybody. And as they've matured, the graphics have gotten better, but people were still playing the heck out of Asteroids, you know, long before they were playing uh, Call of Duty. Um, a game does have to be fun. That is part of the puzzle piece. However, it's not if you make it fun, it's going to be a success because a game like Alien Worlds on Wax, did you ever play that? I haven't I haven't played that. I played a lot of the old school like um regular on the computer games. Nothing like n- not much networked, you know. It was just right. like, threw your CD in and played it. Well, this is this is a crypto game. Uh, it was crypto game as of a couple of years ago. It's still around and it's actually the token made a jump the other day. I was stunned. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a glorified faucet. It, it, it's it's basically, you know, you click a button, you wait a while, you click another button, you wait a while. Uh, you buy NFTs in order to to increase your yield. It is was the opposite of fun. You cannot come up with a worse fun factor in a game. But millions of people played it, and they played it because you could earn from it, and one at a time you could earn quite a bit. And the other thing is they built these huge guilds about around it. So you know it wasn't just fun it was also the community aspect and it was also the earning aspect of it uh people get invested in it uh they do and that's i think it's sort of a conglomeration of all of those things that can make a successful game how do you get that in crypto has been the burning question uh because like gala god bless them just their <laughs> spider tanks is like a great example for me and I love Spider Tanks as a game. I love the team behind Spider Tanks. I think Gala's implementation of it, both in the economic sense and the ease of use, was just atrocious. Like there was something as simple as buying upgradable parts for your tank required you to, to go out on another website, go through three or four mm-hmm. different transactions, which are multi-step transactions figure it all out on paper or your computer, what you need, you know, and all this, instead of just the one click inside the game, which it should have been. And that's the ease of use part of that conglomeration. Uh, it had the earnings. It had the community. There was a great community there. Uh, it was just what brought it to its knees in my mind is just, it was it, the economy aspect. They just dragged it out to the point to where, you couldn't really earn from it, and what you could earn was just a horrible experience to try and use. So I think they fumbled that. Playable games, you mentioned them. I'm gonna I'm gonna tout them here. One of the reasons that I really got excited about them was uh, with Nexus. You know, I I didn't even get involved with them until they came out with Nexus, and I was like, okay, so how are they approaching this? Uh, first of all, Nexus is a uh, third-person MOBA shooter. I like first-person shooters. I like third-person shooters. Uh, I like MOBAs. So to me, it was it was fun. Uh, but playing it, it was like I didn't see any play to earn in there. And so I asked them. I was like, "Well, how is that going to happen?" And they were like, "Well, it's going to be all cosmetic. Uh, you know, the NFTs that you get, and we're going to be doing. Uh, they've got some really good ideas that I'm not going to share here." <laughs> But they do have, they said, they've said publicly that they're going to do uh, like tournaments. And 
to me, if you can automate the tournament aspect, if as a player, if I can put in uh, maybe a hundred dollars worth of uh, entrance fee and every other player in that game puts in a hundred dollars. And then at the end of the game, if my team wins, we get the hundred dollars per player from the other team, but automate it, make it a smart contract. The technology is there. You know, it's like, <laughs> why hasn't somebody done this yet? And I'm sure a lot of people come out and be like, oh, there's legal aspects and all of that. That's great. But there's a country out there that they could pull this off at and nobody's done it yet. So playable games, I'm telling you now, they're, they're working towards something along those lines. They're going to be holding tournaments. There will be leaderboards and it's all going to be automated. And that's what I love about those guys. Everything they do is, is a smart contract. The HODL tournaments, you know, the lottery that they run every week, the, the node uh, tournaments or the node lotteries, it's all done via smart contract. And I love that about them because they're using blockchain the way it's supposed to be. It's, it's great. Well, I, I love hearing that. And, and this is funny because this goes into something that uh, I'll get into a little bit later, but you, you, you alluded to it. And, and I think it's a very, very good point to make in that there, there is a lot of humility there. And that was when we did our first interview with old bull, this was way back. They, they hadn't released anything yet and they had just gotten started and we kind of laughed a little bit because he was so like brazen and just upfront about everything and just said it how it was. And I instantly caught on to that. And I said, holy crap, this guy is sitting there with the humility to be able to say, hey, we didn't know what we were doing when it came to this part of this. We had a vision of what we what we wanted it to be, but we didn't know how to do that. So we did. Uh, we went out and we found somebody who was an expert at that and brought them in to teach us how to do it and how to implement it. That's huge. Right. That is, that hits what we just talked about. That hits the transparency that hits the honorable part that that's not making unrealistic expectations, you know, out there for a community who's using real money to buy into that system. They're not bullshitting you into believing something that isn't true. And I love that candor. I love that humility. And that is what originally attracted me into the project. Yeah. So I've been working with them for only for a couple of months. I, I, I really respect the family that I've worked with thus far. It's, and I mean, it's, I have a real problem with hero worship. Anytime I start feeling myself putting somebody up on a pedestal, I'm actively trying to chip it down because I, people are people everywhere. You, they will always disappoint you as sad as that is to say, because they're human, <laughs> they're human. You know, it's like, right. We're all human. We're going to, we're going to have dark secrets. We're going to mess up. So as much as I, I love, I'm always on the lookout for them, uh, for those dark secrets. But thus far, I mean, the, the family has really impressed me. And I say family because, you know, the founders are all one family, which I was very leery about, but they seem to, it works. <laughs> it seems to work wonderfully. Awesome. So we've promised on this show tonight, three questions, two comments and a revelation. So we've got the three questions out of the way. Let's talk about some Titan narrative comments. Everybody loves those, right? (laughs) Can't wait. So the projects that tend to put their company or 
their economics or their their own good over the community, all right, put their interests first, I think are about ready to, to die a slow death, all right? And if you looked back to traditional business, right, you even they, they even taught you this in, in business school, right? The first few years of your business, you shouldn't expect a profit. You grind, you get people bought into to your vision and what you're trying to build. And if it's a good vision and you take care of your customers or your people and you do right by them, then you're going to be a success. All right. Somehow this got like all fucked up in the crypto world. Okay. Somehow this turned into, like you said at the beginning of the show, people just throw money at them and then they're expected to make something work. And a lot of times they didn't even have to tell you anything about it. They're like, we're a crypto project and we're building games and, and like millions of dollars. Yeah. Which is like come flowing in somehow crypto has turned this into something that it shouldn't be. And I think this is, I, I did a lot of thinking about this and I really think that is a big part of the reason why it has slowed the adoption because people have unrealistic expectations of and and there's accountability issues and these companies just come out and expect a lot of things that that really just aren't there so the projects who do this i think are going to slowly go to the wayside and and probably die off what do you think uh, from your perspective do you think that 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 is something that that maybe does impact how things work in this industry? Uh, we were talking about this earlier. It's like crypto is one of the only industries where you you make all your money up front by selling promises, and then you end up having to deliver the actual product or the service. Um, because of that, there's almost no accountability. And, and that's one of the biggest things that's missing from this entire industry is accountability. And that's where, as much as people rail against the U.S. government and the other governments getting involved, I don't think you will see the return to that kind of accountability that we have in, in the, the typical markets until some sort of regulatory oversight is, is put into place. Uh, because Gala, for example, I hate to use them, but I mean, they're an easy one. Uh, they would have they would have gotten shut down so long ago they'd gotten sued into oblivion you know there would have been class action lawsuits left right and center uh and the only reason that there haven't been or at least there haven't been really public ones is because there were no guarantees you know there there's there, there was no they did not ever say you know we guarantee that if you give us money you will get x service uh, i got a refund off of a, a kickstarter just a couple of days ago it was for uh, Battalion 1944. It was supposed to be sort of like a, a an early, uh, like an early shooter, a World War II shooter, like Battlefield 1942 Ooh. type of stuff. Yeah, that uh, sounds like fun. Right, and it did, and I bought into it. I had <laughs> the top level of uh, of donations. My name was in gold in the forum. I felt I felt very proud. <laughs> And it ended up going, it came out, but it was, it was atrocious. It was horrible. It was just, it, it didn't deliver on anything. And out of nowhere, this was like six or seven years ago, out of nowhere, about six months ago, I got an email 
uh, saying, hey, we would like to go ahead and refund the money because we obviously didn't meet expectations, which anytime I see that is like somebody's getting sued, you know, and this mm-hmm. is their this is their way of front running that, which great, you know, and I just received the 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 refund like two days ago. I turned around and put it into uh, Bytes from Neo Tokyo and it's making me a lot of money. So, yay, Italian 1944. Uh, but my, my point being is the only reason that happened at all is not because of the goodness of people's hearts. It's because somewhere somebody pissed off somebody that was going to sue them uh, all right, and possibly facing jail time. I don't know. You don't have that in crypto. Well, you don't have much of it. Yeah. BZ would probably argue with me on that right now. Right. You, you don't have a lot. of. It's not mainstream yet. And I think until it is you will probably continue to see these companies selling promises instead of actual products. So do you think that's what it's going to take for crypto companies, regardless of whether it's a gaming company or, you know, any project, you know, Cardano, anybody out there, is it, do you think it's going to have to get to the point where people are suing the snot out of these companies before they're, they're going to hold themselves accountable or what, what do you think the, the best method of accountability would be? I mean, you know, the personal accountability is always my favorite. Uh, I think there's... yeah. Well, you're not going to see a lot of that, right, unfortunately. Yeah. There's a lot of projects out there that are run by, you know, ethical teams that have their eye on the prize. They have an, an end goal and they're working towards that. And I, I think a lot of the, the layer ones uh, are like that, uh, with some exceptions. Um, you know, they have like, I'm going to, I own this, TAO, uh, BitTensor is an mm-hmm. AI uh, crypto. You know, it was a Cambridge professor uh, that, that started up, provided I'm thinking of the right, right crypto here. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't think that he's trying to rug. You know, I think they're actively doing it and the results that they've shown so far has shown that. So I do think there are projects out there uh, and I think that they will continue to, to, to do that whether or not there's any regulatory oversight. Uh, but I also think there's a, there's a majority of bad actors out there. Or even if they don't tell themselves they're bad actors, gala, you know, they start off very strong and then they say, well, you know, that was kind of hard. So we're probably not going to make that promise, but don't worry, we're going to give you a vial, you know, and it ends up being just kick the can down the road over and over again with no accountability because, you know, why should they be? I I think, I think it'll eventually come to that. Um, I, I don't think. I don't think people realize the that aspect of it yet, but I think eventually they're going to get to that point when the promises run out. And I, we may not with a lot of these these companies. I think we we haven't gotten people to realize that yet. That there has to be a point to where you say enough's enough. And there's always that hopium. There's always that that FOMO. There's that hype. And and I talked about this with with Gala before, and Faz and I had this conversation, and he had made some type of comment around because um, I asked, I said, "Well, why don't people just stop buying this stuff?" And it turned into a, a great conversation because it's real, you know. You fall into that. I forget what they call it. There's a term for it when you gamble, like in Vegas, right? And you keep losing and keep losing and keep losing. And you say to yourself, you justify in your mind. Well, the next time I pull that slot handle, Some cost fallacy. 
Yeah, it's it's yes, that's exactly what it is. Uh, It's going to hit it. So people stay in these platforms, whether it's uh, a monkey JPEG or anything, a a gaming company. The next sale is going to be the one where I'm going to recover my money. The next one is going to I've lost all this, but but they've improved. And the next thing that they do, I'm going to make the money back in it. And this repeats over and over and over and people end up losing 10 times as much. And there's got to be an end to that cycle somewhere. And I think that is, that's where that accountability has to come in is enough people, not just the select few, not just the whales, not just the, the, the people who have been there for a long time, People have to all kind of collectively stop and go, what the hell am I doing right now? And then they have to decide together to make that decision. Personal accountability. I mean, yeah. and I, I went through the same thing with Gala. There was a there was a point in time. <laughs> it was it was almost, you know, like divine presence moment where I was like, what? Why? Why am I doing this? Like, why? Why am I still holding on to the hope? And that's such a bad thing because human tendency is to say, as soon as you question that, you're like, okay, I'm done. It's to instantly go the full other route and say, I hate them. They're pieces of crap. You know, there's this just, they're evil. And I don't want to do that either because I don't think they're pure evil. I don't think they're pure good. I think much like everybody, they're in the middle and they're doing the best they can with some questionable decisions along the way. But I don't want to be part of that anymore. So I had to literally tell myself, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just remove myself from the entire equation. That's why I left the discord, you know, and it was, it was a, a freeing moment, like I said, but it's, it comes down to a personal accountability. You have to make that decision as an individual. Comment Did I go too deep for you there? No, no. I, there's a lot I want to say, but I don't want this to turn into a gala bitching show. So. That's, that's probably a good idea. Well, yeah. <laughs> We'll just we'll just move on. So uh, my second uh, thought comment for the evening, the thought stimulation. Okay, a lot of the and this is where I said we'd circle back earlier in the show. I said there was something I wanted to talk about that hit it directly a little bit earlier. But a lot of this is quite honestly, this this Web3 gaming, the blockchain gaming is is taking the Web2 mentality into Web3 and just slapping on some earnings slapping on a web wallet and they go, Oh, now it's crypto gaming. And it's, it's really not. And, and that's part of why it's not working. So if, if companies and, and this will play in. And and I thought about this when I sent it to you too. I, as soon as I sent it, I reread it and I'm like, you know, this could explain a lot about playable as well, because the, 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 the concepts that they use are a little bit different, but, um, you have to be able to break barriers. You can't be doing things the way that everybody ha- is continuing to do it on the Web 2 side, right? Battle passes. That's from Fortnite. When my kid was five, he's now 16, we had to buy battle passes. And these crypto games are coming out with battle passes because they can't sell NFTs because they haven't sold the concept of NFTs. And there's all kinds of problems with NFTs. I could go right. on for the next 40 minutes about that. But- these corporate models, if they continue using that traditional uh, mentality going into this new type of gaming, I think they're going to be the, the 
ones that have the biggest struggles. So what is, what do you see? Because I know you're big into not just playable and gala, but you, you like the whole gaming aspect of it. And you, you follow a lot of these and with the Neo Tokyo piece and everything else. What are some of the, the things that, or the, the lines of thought that crypto gaming companies can lean on to break free of that traditional model? You're not going to like what I say. Uh, no, no, I love what you say because you're a realist like I am. So <laughs> please go ahead. Well, I was going to say from, I mean, from a, not just from a gamer's perspective, but from like running a business perspective, you need to have that ease of transition from web two to web three. And I, I hate web three. I hate that terminology because it can mean so many different things. And I think everybody just you know, kind of uses it as a buzzword today, but mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you're seeing the battle passes, you're seeing uh, the skins and all that because it works because the web twos have made billions upon billions of dollars like Fortnite uh, on giving gamers that gamers are used to that. So whenever they transition over to a crypto game and it's got that it's familiar, it doesn't feel like this big jarring thing. Uh, The connect wallet button might be there. That's one of the reasons I do like playable. Uh, in Nexus, you go in, you don't have to ever touch that button. You can just jump into a Nexus game and play a Nexus game. If you see somebody with a skin besides the two that you have available, uh, you know, you wonder how they got it. That's whenever you can, you know, hit that connect button and then go through the process of creating a wallet if you want. But it's, 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 it's seamless. You just download it from Epic. You're in a game provided you can find a game. Um, it's one of those things where it's, it's, it's that transition from web two over to web three, web three, uh, in a seamless manner to where a, your normal gamer might actually play a blockchain game and not even know it until they get curious. And all of a sudden now we have a new adopter of blockchain technology. So I think there will, before we can do this huge paradigm shift of blockchain, where it, it lives up to all the promises that we've been sold for the last two or three years, I think there will need to be that middle ground of running a successful business by getting some of those web two gamers into web three, whether they know it or not. That's an excellent answer. And I, I've done shows on that, the web three thing. And, and I, I don't think we're anywhere close to web three. And I think that struggle is going to be really hard for, it's been mentioned that that companies like Gala Faz, I think, mentioned it too and said they they're web 2.5, right? Yeah. So I think I think if you're stuck in that middle, you're gonna struggle even harder. You you have to you have to bridge that gap between the two, and you have to have two inherently completely different types of products that have a, an attractive nature that's gonna bring people in. You do have to have innovations that are different than traditional gaming. You might, and I hate even using the term, but you might lure them in or hook them in with a battle pass, what seems familiar. But that's the whole shtick of of Web 3 is it's different than Web 2. So it does have to be different. And... The, the struggle, I think, is going to be for people who can't break out of that traditional corporate mold 
and and do things differently. I haven't seen another gaming platform that that has come out with anything horribly groundbreaking yet. And and by groundbreaking, I don't mean an entirely different model, but something as small as a uh, a a, a mix between the two, right? So you, if you, if you have a store, let's say, and feel free, you can, you can tell playable to do this too. It's okay. My, my, my yeah. thoughts are free. You go into the web store and you have a, uh, you have like, I bought one of those uh, characters from playable, right? Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the skins. And I love the thing. And quite honestly, right here in my head, immediately I went, I'd love a fucking sweatshirt with that on it. <laughs> and I go to the web store and there's nothing there. Right. So they've they've lost that aspect of it. And and so as these companies as these companies you have to think revenue outside of just what's in the game. Right. Right? So you have you have um Pixar Entertainment, right? That does the the fantastic movies. You know, you have your Buzz Lightyear and everything. Did they just stop at selling movie tickets? No, they integrated that with characters, with games, with, I mean, ten thousand different things that it could incorporate Buzz Lightyear. Here in in Web three gaming, maybe that is something small that could set them apart, but. Not only that, but that's an additional revenue maker, right? right? And and these these Web three or blockchain gaming companies need revenue, and they they don't want to be taking all this money up front and then have to deliver on promises that they don't know how to fill. So if they sell a sweatshirt, no, it's not a five thousand dollar influx of cash from an N- NFT, but it's a forty nine ninety nine purchase that is is making customers sticky. Right. No, and they're like getting that. and they're getting advertising out of it as well because they're proudly wearing this kick-ass thing that they're they're friends because people's friends, that's the whole social locking network, you know, thing. That's what made um Farmville so popular is you had to get friends. I used to play on Facebook. I used to play that Mafia Wars. I was oh, so God. addicted. Oh, God. I was so addicted to Mafia Wars. My my character was was named Rotini Linguini. And and I had I, I went all over the place. I had I played for years and I was this super high level guy. I bought the Mafia Wars shirt. I bought the Mafia. So I was invested in that. People would see it. Right. People would see that and they'd ask me, oh, you play that and you have a connection with somebody. And those are the kind of things I think, in my opinion, when I say traditional marketing tactics and everything else like that, you have to intertwine that and you have to intertwine it from the get go, not add it three years later after you've collected all these skins and you're tired of them or whatever. Think of three different angles, three or four different angles on how you're going to do that how can I not only just sell a skin, but how can I, how can I take that skin to a different level? Right. No, right. I, I love, I love the idea. Uh, that's one of the things I really loved about playable is they actually have a merch store. And one of the first things I did, I'm not wearing one tonight because this is a little bit of short notice, but I went and bought three playable shirts. 
not because I was just like, you know, oh yeah, this is before I even really knew about them to it. But the three shirts was were cool and tickled my funny bone. It's like I play video games because <laughs> punching people in real life is frowned upon. I was like, <laughs> exactly. I like that shirt. So I went ahead and got one and I've been wearing that. it advertising playable. You know, it's it's one right. of those things where they have that. So I'm gonna bring that up because the NFTs, especially if you could just automate it, you know, just immediately. Uh, get some of those, your favorite NFTs on a shirt. That would be great. Right. When you buy the NFT, there's a, you realize you can get a sweatshirt. Yeah. 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 For, for an additional, you know, 20,000 bull or whatever it is right fricking there. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, take that and run with it, man. Yeah. John's Um, a marketer. He'll probably like that too. (laughs) So uh, we're coming up on an hour. Whoops. I just pushed my button. Hang on a second. Let me stop that. Uh, my earpiece was falling out. I pushed it in. It was playing a video in another another window. So let's get to the revelation. And then uh, I'll post a link. We can open it up for people who want to maybe come in and talk with us. And while we gear that up, uh, my vodka's running low over here. So I'll God. refresh. OMS, you can stick around uh, for an after after show kind of thing if you'd like. Or if not, uh you know, you can head on your merry way and do your do your typical Friday night stuff. So got a little ways. here here's here's a revelation. And and I'm a thinker, right? I'm constantly running things in my head. I can't stop my brain from working, and this annoys the hell out of a lot of my friends and family. And I just I go like hell in my head. And so let's let's talk about something that that women have known and have asked for eons now. And let's talk about the size matter. Okay. So, (laughs) so in the, in the crypto space, right, you have these really super small $1 million market cap companies, and you have these juggernauts that are, you know, a two and a half billion dollar market cap companies. And you look at them and you look at their tokenomics, you look at their token price, you look at their uh, alpha, you look at their delta, you look at all this thing, how they've put all this together. And if you think traditional business, you think automatically that this $2 billion market cap company is automatically better than the $1 million market cap company. Well, again, this this is different. This is blockchain, right? So I'm thinking, I thought to myself, you know, quite honestly, I don't think that size matters in the crypto industry. What I think matters, and this is this is huge, um, in my opinion, I think that the hype and the FOMO in this industry is absolutely a negative trait. And if you go and you look at a lot of the projects that are out there, that really push the the hype and the FOMO and the, oh my God, you have to buy now. Oh my God, this you're going to miss your opportunity. All of those companies, regardless of size, are struggling worse than the companies who just set realistic expectations and do what they say they're going to do. They don't make promises. They don't make these exaggerated claims of success and they're not trying to be somebody that they're not. They just come out and they say, you know what? We're trying to accomplish this 
And here's what we're going to do to do that. And we're going to ask you to try it out, see if you like it. And if you like it, stick around. Let's build layer two and let's build layer three and, and make an onion from the inside out and build these layers together. Instead of trying to cram product services, NFTs, battle passes, and everything else down people's throats. So my question to you, sir, I've realized that in the Web3 space, size doesn't seem to make a difference. What do you think? I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and it's partially because of this crazy crypto world that we find ourselves in, that it's even a question. Now. Uh, Bringing playable back into the the mix a month and a half ago, they had a five million dollar market cap or six seven million dollar market cap. They had also released a game. You know, they also had a fully doxed team. They also had a, the best web app that I have seen in crypto thus far, and even in some web two companies have been put to shame with their their DAP. Um, it was criminal that they were, you know, at six seven million dollar market cap by the way that we look at crypto. And other people notice that as well. And that's why suddenly they're at like 35 or $40 million now. Uh, they've had a meteoric rise over the last month. Uh, whenever people saw the, the market cap and was like, oh my God, here's a company that actually delivered on something. And the hype and the FOMO and all that factored in as well, without a doubt. Um, that's just the world that we live in right now. I think as the industry matures, that will go less and less. There will be less and less importance placed on you know, hype and FOMO. And you will start looking at the fundamentals of the business, you know, in terms of who they are, who they have working for them. What is their 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 milestones? Are they hitting their milestones? Uh, you know, are they setting realistic expectations not only for themselves, but also for their community? Uh, I think mm -hmm. the more companies do that, the more they will start to be respected as serious companies, as real businesses. Absolutely. And then, yeah, it, it it'll start to matter more. Right now, it's it's one of those things where it's just nobody knows what they're doing, especially from the pro, from the community side. It's just board ape yacht clubs. You know, we're a tribe. You know, screw your fundamentals. You know, <laughs> you're just mad because you don't have a board ape. That's all it is. You know, and right. suddenly, suddenly our board ape is worth seventy ETH. And how did it get here? Who who knows? But it's there. Right. You know, and and we're blessed for it. So screw everybody else. It's it's a weird world that we're in right now, but I do think it will mature to more what we're used to in business. I I really think that it when when you seriously like when you run projects that you've been a part of, whether you've bought their token or joined their ecosystem or even interacted in their discords, go back because this is where I came to this revelation. Is I I literally looked at my my Discord. And I have a, a ton of discords that I'm a part of, and I went down to them, and I started thinking about the success of their company, what they offer, as well as the expectations. And I'm looking, and I'm like, some of these are huge, some of these are tiny, but the ones it, that don't go over the top with this FOMO and this hype and these these promises... They're the ones that are doing fantastic right now. It's a pleasure to be in their discord. It's a pleasure to interact with the team. It's a pleasure to, you want to go back into that discord and interact more and you discover more about the platform. And those are the ones that I think are going to end up at the top. And the ones that continue to pump 
this this FOMO and this hype, people are going to be ignoring it 100% going forward because they we've done shows on fundamentals and we've done shows on how do we research things and and it's boring stuff, right? I spent three hours uh, on one of the projects that we did a show on and it bored people to tears. We're watching people drop off the cast. Well, that's why some people are successful in this side of the industry and other people aren't. And I don't think it, I'll let you talk in a second. I just want to get my last thought on this out is the last thing I want to talk about is people and how this interacts. Just because you have a founder of a crypto company that was successful in a, in their industry that wasn't crypto doesn't give them any higher chance of success on the crypto side. And I, I want you to think, think, use your heads out there, people who are listening, think about that in terms of where you sit with where you've put your money in crypto and the level of success with the projects and the people who don't have a big background are, are feeding your profit margins probably more than the people who have experience in the industry that they're working in now. Test it. I did. And I found that to be the case. Yeah. It's just, again, crazy world we're living in. Uh, whenever I first started quizzing Bitbender about um, Gala, this was on Reddit at the end of 2020, uh, he he was touting Eric's background, you know, at Zynga. And my question then was great. You know, he caught lightning in a bottle uh, just with this perfect formation of social media and games and all that. How is he going to do it again? Uh, and he laid out, you know, their, their step-by-steps about how they were, they were planning on doing it. Uh, and to Eric's credit, he did it again. You know, he, he, he got that, that perfect time where, you know, <laughs> crazy cryptomania happened and gaming and Gala took off like a rocket. Um, you know, setting aside what Gala's doing today and how they're doing, uh, you know, he did succeed at that. He caught lightning in a bottle twice and full props for him. But I look at, at stuff like that, and that is an instance of somebody's background undoubtedly helping him get to, you know, that second rocket. Uh, But there's no guarantee. There's absolutely no guarantee. And on a macro level, there are so many things happening that can derail even the best run projects. Uh, You could have a project that is just hitting milestones, doing everything they need to do. And all of a sudden, the SEC decides that they're going to sue Tether and the entire market crashes, and now this business has no money, you know, and right. they fail. It's just it, there's so much stuff going on that it really doesn't matter about what the team brings to the table in the grand scheme of things, but it absolutely matters if everything works out perfectly. So it's, it's sort of a non-answer. It doesn't matter, but it absolutely does. You know, it's it's one of those things where you you have to look at that. Just approach it like a business. A lot of people approach crypto as sort of like a lottery. You know, who's hot? Who's not? What's going on? (laughs) What's happening on Twitter this week? But try and approach it like a business. And I think that you'll win more times than you'll lose. I I think. Absolutely. And the the people do got to take that out of their minds. This isn't 
this isn't like that lottery. You you can't just pick a a, a token. It, you know, sort, go to Coin Market Cap and sort them and find the ones with a, a dot and then five zeros before the numbers start and think, oh, I'm I'm going to get into something early yep. because you have this conception that they're all going to get to a dollar. And you you just get your ass handed to you. And there's there's projects where, that look completely legitimate that turn out to not be. Listen, this is and Faz still gives me shit about this to this day. Uh, is Black Eye Galaxy right? They're a gaming company. They were doing this space game, and they were they were on a bunch of different radars in places that I look for my information. And I spent quite literally over two hours digging up information on the people, on the company, where they came from, what they did, their education, uh, what news articles had been written about them. I did every bit of due diligence possible. And so I got on Faz Radio. We talked about it. We talked about it in Discord. I got a bunch. Faz got a bunch. And then we kind of just went about our way. And we circled back to it about six months later, and I said, oh, I haven't been over here in a while. Let's go see what goes on. And I logged into the site, and it said, hey, thanks for playing. We're all done here. <laughs> and I went – I yeah. looked up in the corner where my where my balance of tokens was. <laughs> I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> yep. You'll have them so, forever. Yeah. So, so even when – you do hit those fundamentals and you do do your research. This industry, unlike the stock market, there are still things that you can bump into that are just going to disappear. And you have to be prepared for that as well, even though you do the research. Yep. Our rocket, you know, everything that we just talked about. And then you have like Pepe coin. You know, oh. it's, it's that you, you can't, you can't <laughs> forecast that kind of stuff. And that's, it's wonderful about crypto. You just get on and take a ride. You know? And <laughs> a lot of the times you'll end up in the dirt, but sometimes you end up on the moon and it's great. I love that. Absolutely. So, hey, uh, we're just over an hour here. So the official show will go ahead and end. So what we'll do is we're going to take like a very short break. I've got to refill my drink. And... Uh, if uh, if you guys want to stick around, stick around. I'm going to put the, the Faz music on. Uh, we'll take like a two or three minute break. We'll come back on. I'm going to post a link in the comments here for uh, for the show. If you want to come on the show and join us here on the show uh, to talk about any topic, we'll leave it. We'll call it open mic because the show's over technically. We'll call it open mic Friday for the long holiday weekend. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about, except crypto views. Not allowed to talk about XRP. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> right. So I'm going to pop this on. We'll be back in about two minutes and uh, we'll talk to you then. I can find it. There it is.
We are back. Back once again. If anybody would like to join us, I've put a link to join us live. You can come on and talk to us here. Yeah, CryptoView, I know. What else is interesting if not XRP? So we do got to, we, we say it on all these shows. We do have to get you on here to walk us through uh, Zoom Wallet and some of the uh, cool things you can do with the XRP ledger. Um, looks like Smithers is having trouble getting back in. He might pop back in. Um, a lot of the talk uh, lately that I've seen on uh, on CFA lately has been around people seeming to be a little bit nervous about the future of crypto, about where this is going to go. No, CryptoView, it's okay. Uh, you can talk about XRP. <laughs> I'm just I'm just breaking your balls here. Um, there's OMS connection issues back again. Yep. So I've noticed a lot of the talk. Uh, I was I was jumping into OMS is is people sound like really nervous about things. Not only with Gala, but just kind of in general in this industry. We've seen uh, Binance now with CZ getting. Uh, getting pinched on that side for money laundering and who knows what's going to happen with that. We have wallet of Satoshi, which is one of the first um, user friendly side wallets is going away in the U S um, people are getting a little bit nervous and I'm not nervous. And, and I think unfortunately it's, it sounds terrible to say, but, because I know what I'm doing, right? I take the time to learn this stuff. I go deep into a lot of this stuff. I play with other networks. Um, I I read, I do the research. I watch a ton of YouTube videos on how to do stuff. So are you nervous about what's what like the landscape of, of how everything is shaking out going? No, because I mean, I take every day in crypto as... If it's my last, (laughs) I'm just like mentally readied myself for tomorrow. It could all end. The government could just shut it all down, you know, as best they could. And, you know, all of a sudden my, my cable internet provider will no longer allow anything with the word crypto to be, uh, you know, shown. And I'm going to have to fly to another country in order to get all my stuff out of my wallet. It's just, it, if you're in crypto, you've, by now you should have really already come to the conclusion that, you know, there's so much unknowns. We never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So just roll with it. Just have fun with it. That's the way I've been looking at it too. And uh, it, it can change in a heartbeat. I've had many, 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 this, this begs the question. I've had many, many arguments on this over the years. I'd love to get your take. I don't think we've, heard directly from you about this. What does decentralized mean to you? That is a loaded question because you're going to piss off somebody no matter what you answer. (laughs) Um, So I think it really does depend on what you're talking about. Like a decentralized company, like uh, Gala, for example. Um, I, I think decentralization as they use it 
is very selective. Um, and sometimes it has to be. You cannot you cannot run a company like a democracy. It it it, it cannot be done effectively. Uh, just because the mob will never agree on anything and they will always serve their best interests, you know, so it will drive the company right. into the ground sooner or later. I do agree with Faz a hundred percent on that. I see him uh, say that quite often. Uh, that said, decentralization to me means whenever it makes sense to do it, you, you give it an honest try. Like you, you, there is nothing saying that the node vote system that Gallus should not have allowed people to put up votes like Splinterlands does. You know, Splinterlands, you can pay a little bit of money and put up a vote for the community. And it's binding, you know, if the vote passes. Uh, there's nothing to say Gala shouldn't have uh, have done the same or couldn't have done the same. But they chose not to because they're giving up a lot of power by doing that. And they know that. So it is what it is. Jeff Lee brings up a great question. Beyond asking what does decentralization mean to you, the import, other important half of the question is how important is it? I think it's huge important. I'm, I'm going to get the reputation as a waffler because, again, I, I need a, a clarification on what are we talking about. You know, it's well, yeah, so there there is a lot of that, right? So you you have decentralized to me and I've argued this upside down and backwards, if you can shut it off, it's not decentralized, if it can be shut off. So that does come with a host of problems, right? Because if you have a truly decentralized network, like using the, whether it's Gala nodes or Bitcoin nodes or uh, any kind of node type of ecosystem, if it's truly decentralized and it's it's just there, you're going to have things on there that are either illegal or immoral, right? right? Certain types of pornographic material, you're going to have money laundering, you're going to have all this stuff. And that is a trade-off. So how much decentralization is is important? Maybe that's a better question. How much decentralization is important for something like a node network. Let's narrow it down to that to start. I think it goes back to what I said earlier. It's like, if you have the ability to decentralize, you should give it a shot. Um, as you said, the problem with decentralization is that there will always be issues that come with it that could easily be solved with centralization. Uh, you know, <laughs> all, all you need is to give somebody a keys to the kingdom and they can they can determine what's on the the chain and what's not but that's part of the problem too so you know in terms of when when does it make sense well what are you trying to do are you trying to run a node network okay well if you're trying to run a node network with maximum uptime with maximum reliability then decentralization is is a is a, a valid goal to go after so how do you get there you know and at that point it's one step after another until you get to the holy grail of decentralization. And you might not, it might not be 100%. But the second that it doesn't make sense for decentralization, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Decentralization is the key, you know? <laughs> it's like anarchy, you know, the 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 argument for anarchy. Um, I, I'm always very leery of absolutes. So I, the, everything that I see is very much a gray world. 
So when decentralized makes sense, you should absolutely go for it uh, right up until the point to where it doesn't. And at that point, there's nothing wrong with centralization until you can figure out how to decentralize it even more. Uh, that makes sense. So, yeah, it does. And, and that, that, so as you were, as you were explaining that, uh, an example came to my mind, right? So you have USDC and I just saw on whale alert, or I think it was yesterday, a, an account, a address was frozen that had 8 million USDC tokens in it. Somebody somewhere, somehow froze that. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a thought that I had a while ago and we hadn't done a show on it yet. So this is a future show. It's in my notes for a future show because I think this is a great conversation to have. Let's just say you can only go so far with decentralization, right? Because you do, in some cases, I think, want to have that ability to push a button and stop something from happening, okay? That's a slippery slope. But let's take that to the next layer and say, who has the authority to do that? And what circumstances would warrant that? Is that something maybe that the the people who participate in the network should be in charge of? Meaning voting on who can stop it and for, for what reasons? Right. Would that still be considered decentralized enough for what us DGENs want this this space to turn into? I feel like this would be such a fast conversation because he thrives on the the what about isms and the what ifs. <laughs> right. right? Yeah. But I'll, well, I'll, he I'll chose not to be here tonight, so it's right? you and me, buddy. Passed up a golden <laughs> opportunity. Uh, so I'll I'll do the honors of talking in circles tonight. Uh, it's one of those things where. <laughs> That was a dig. It's fast. If you haven't figured it out. That, I'm making that one into a short and I'm going to DM him that one. <laughs> well, that's the last one. Cause I'm not going to beat up on the guy. When he's here, not here, but that's the best time to do that. When they're not here to defend themselves, wow. that's when you pick on them. I feel bad. So the USDC uh, example that you just used earlier, you know, the easy answer is, Oh, well then you just have a, a decentralized body for making decisions. But what if, that USDC that they froze was just about to be used to purchase a nuclear weapon to be used in a terrorist incident. And you had to froze it right mm-hmm. now. All of a sudden democracy doesn't work. Um, or if it was going to be put into a tornado and, you know, split up to a million different people all to be used for nefarious purposes. In that case, there, there does need to be some sort of centralized authority in order to stop it. One side would say, the other side would say, no, it's more harm than good. I don't care what it's going to be used for. You have to take the bad with the good, you know, decentralization for all anarchy. Uh, I don't think we're ever going to get a, a, a solid answer on that. I really don't. I think it's just you do the best you can right up until the time where you hit a wall and then you figure out how do we get past this wall. And then you keep doing that with an eye on decentralization the entire time. That's how my my world would run. So do you think that that governments or people that have that power should get to make those decisions? Or do you think that the people who are the participants of the network should have that authority? 
That's another tough one. Uh, it is. This yeah. is not an easy show, OMS. No, it's not. <laughs> and I got I got four minutes until I have to help my wife bathe the kiddos. So um, it's basically going to to boil down to doing the best you can. I really do believe that. Like the let's say that you give all that power to the government. The the wonderful thing about crypto is that it 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 lends itself so well to decentralization right off the get go that if something isn't working, something new is created that that gets around it. So you know the the Chinese attempt to control cryptocurrency is a prime example uh, because no matter what they do, and they've gone to great lengths, you know, cryptocurrency is still being actively traded in China. Uh, by quite a ways, there are still Bitcoin farms that are, you know, operating outside the the, the government's purview. And I don't want to get into politics on that one, but it just goes to right. show that again, the beautiful thing about cryptocurrency, the beautiful thing about blockchain, is that it starts off as a decentralized thing. Uh, there, from there, how much it grows, you know, they there will be authorities that try and contain it. And then just a new one pops up, you know, that if that provides more utility than this one, then people will move over to it automatically. I, I do believe that sooner or later we will have a happy medium. I just don't know how many years in the future that's going to be. Well, you are you are puffed on time here. Man. So please take take the open mic and uh, as you as you fade off into bubble bath land. Uh, tell us whatever else is on your mind that you'd love to to let, have the community be aware of. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to use this opportunity as a chance to plug anything as much as I'm sure uh, I'll get talked to later about it. It's just I'd wish I hope people take the opportunity to appreciate what a wonderful world cryptocurrency is, like a crazy wonderful world that it is, uh, and just understand that at the end of the day, personal accountability is everything. You know, we, you just have to, to be aware of what you get into, the good and the bad aspects of it. And thank you so much for having stuff like this, you know, Titan and Faz, even if he didn't show up tonight. It's this <laughs> this kind of thing is wonderful to have that kind of discourse. It, it makes the community aspect of this so much the better. No, uh, OMS, thank you. You have been a giant pillar. Now, people say of salt most of the time. But you are a pillar of excellence in this industry, and it's a privilege for me to know you. It's a privilege that you came on tonight. Thank you so much for that. Keep kicking ass. Keep moving forward, and I'm sure we'll talk to you very soon. Thank you, man. I appreciate being here. Y'all take care. We'll see you later. And we have Mr. CryptoView in our in our waiting room here. And uh, I can't, I can't quite see what he's wearing, but if I'm, I'm guessing it's probably an XRP hat or an XRP shirt. We'll, uh, we'll find out here. Let's please welcome Mr. CryptoView, a long-standing community member, highly respected, as well as uh, someone who is passionate about the XRP ecosystem. Welcome, Mr. CryptoView. Hello, hello. Good evening. Thank you for inviting me, even though I show up myself. <laughs> <laughs> you are always welcome on Faz Radio, sir. Hey, 
So I love the hat. I absolutely. Where did you get that hat? Did you make that or did you buy it somewhere? No, actually, it was the. I say I'm not going to talk about it, but nobody say I cannot show it. No, listen. So I I bust your chops all the time about it. I I love XRP. I think it's great. I'm just I I'm stupid to a lot of it. I don't know a lot about it, but just the fact that it was it was gone through the rigmarole and hundreds of millions of dollars were spent and the SEC was told you know what you're wrong i absolutely love that so um well, they, they i love the hat the- i i want to get one of those one way or another so um what's on your mind tonight though and the shirt look at that look at this guy and the shirt i love it we won, we won. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually the hat actually the hat was for the event that they did in New York, the XRP um proper party. It was on November 29th on New York. Yeah, Ripple throw a a party and they were giving away shirts and, and hats. So I attended the party and then I got the hat. I had the short too, but it's dirty. I was wearing it today, so change it for this one that I actually custom made. This one I custom. <laughs> so so, all right. So here's here's an interesting question. Um, what what can you shill here? Because I heard nothing about this XRP event. That might have been something that some of the community might have wanted to attend. How do you how do you find out about this stuff? Where do you go for your XRP information? No, it's it was actually uh, promoted by the uh, a Ripple Ripple account on Twitter on X. Oh, no so, kidding. Yeah, it was it was promoted like uh a month before the event. Uh you just you just have to send them a, a you know register and and it was free though. It was free the admission. But it was limited to like only I think the place where they rented in New York you only hold like like 3000 people. So it was like okay. uh, only the first 3000 people who show up that's the people who came in. So actually I uh, I was I was a little scared because I took the plane that day and and, and <laughs> yeah it, it was a whole a whole scary story because I took the plane and they they took me to to New Jersey like three hours away the plane be, departed because it was raining that day pretty bad in New York New York was like like sinking <laughs> it was, it's oh so no cool. yeah and so I I rent a car and I drove three hours to New York just to attend the party <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. it was crazy. No, but I met I met all the the big guys, the YouTubers, the um, the, the the influencers, the, the XRP, um, the the Ripple employees that I seen on YouTube. So it was well worth it. It was well worth it. No, no kidding. That sounds like a heck of a lot of fun. It was. It was fun. It was fun. It was actually Lenny Kravitz was the 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 singer that night. We had like a Whoa. little Lenny Kravitz uh, concert. Like two hours straight, Lenny Kravitz. It was no any any announcement or nothing. It was just saying like, "Listen, we we won. You guys help us out. This is our thank you for you guys because you know we did like like this support letter with um what is his name um, John Deaton, who's who's like the, yeah. the the lawyer who helped everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. So we were like seventy five thousand people. Signing this affidavit, 
to help Ripple in the court to beat the SEC, saying like, hey, listen, you know, the SEC is not protecting us. Like, uh, I, I, I don't think we, you know, XRP is a security or whatever. And, and, and then Ripple is like, well, we didn't ask you for that. You know, you guys did it on your own. And, and now we want to throw this party as an appreciation and as a, as a celebration that XRP is not a security. So I had to go, man. I think all the next are facing <laughs> since 2016. <laughs> I say, I had to you know, it's <laughs> it is. It's fantastic when when something like that plays out. Um, I am the same way with uh, Holochain. Yeah, um, I was. I've been excited about them for years now. Uh, Faz was super kind as he always is. You know, I rip him a new one all the time on the show, but we're, we're dear friends and he had bought into Holo even before I knew what it was. And he had a couple of nodes and he, he sold me one of his nodes and I've been running that. I'm a big part of that ecosystem. I'm, I spend a lot of time over there. Uh, I got into the, um, the alpha uh, program over there to to test out some stuff and if they ever get to where they can see their vision uh i'll be like you i'll be i'll be flying over to amsterdam or wherever it is and jumping in a car uh and heading over to to celebrate because it it's been a long journey for them and for so long they didn't make progress it's it's almost the exact same thing as as xrp you know they yeah. They were a small thing that that a, a certain small group of people believed in that vision and bought into that ecosystem, and they didn't do anything for a very long time, and then all of a sudden stuff started to happen, and here we are now. So I, I can totally relate to your excitement about all this stuff happening with XRP. Actually, I was holding Holo too, but I hold Holo because of XRP. <laughs> so XRP took right. me to Holo Chain and took me to Gala also. So I remember it was they're like, the catalyst. Yeah, I remember like in 2018, I think uh, it was like the XRP community. They all they all like into conspiracy and and riddles and I don't know if you hear about the community being a lot of riddlers, like they were decoding stuff and secret messages. Yep. So it was this guy called the um, the Ripple Riddle. Riddle. He, he he used to dress up as a as the Batman uh, Riddle Riddler. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> So he, he actually put a riddle, and at the end he say hold. But the way that he put hold, he put holo. So everybody was like, "Oh, let's see what is holo means." So everybody started going into holo chain, and all the XRP community back then, I remember, was buying holo chain just because of that. And that's how I found out about holo. Though. And I bought a bunch of holo, but I I sold it on on the last bull run. Yeah, well they they made uh quite a quite a smash in that last bull run. They they got a heck of a candle up. And I'm still hanging on to that and the participation in the alpha. I have a a nice big fat stack of holo fuel, which is what holo's going to turn into at some point. Uh and they just upgraded um their their host console where you log into your node and and do the work so that is some major accomplishments what are what are some of the things 
that that are happening now that maybe a lot of us don't know with XRP? What are some of the newest newest things that that Ripple or any other company working with XRP? What what's coming out? Well, the the next big thing we're waiting for is the AMM, which is the automatic market maker for the XRP ledger. Uh, it's going through a vote right now. Like all the validators are voting on it. I think we like 15 out of 30 something. So we need like 25 of them to vote. So we like nine votes away. And when that come out, it's going to be, they say it's going to be pretty big because it's going to be um, all the, you're going to be able to put your, your, your tokens, your XRP tokens to work finally. It's not going to be like Uniswap or none of that, but it's going to be like more like, um, it's going to be something like that. But the difference is what I've been reading about it is a lot, it's a lot to, to, to dig into. It's like the bot, the automatic market maker is not going to choose only like the, it's going to be like a market order. You know, sometimes when you do on Uniswap, you do a swap, it takes like the market order of whatever mm-hmm. uh, is next. And sometimes you lose that on a slipperage and stuff like that. This yes. one is going to actually go to the exchanges, go everywhere. It's going to look for the best price for you. So this 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 bot, this bot is 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 created by Ripple and it's going to do like the best the best order for you so you don't lose much when you're doing your uh, your swaps. And what we're going to do is we're going to provide liquidity and we're going to be earning the fees, but the fees are going to be coming from the users, the ones who borrowing from the from the ecosystem. So it's not going to be a different token like all the uh, pools do, like, oh, they create a new token that is going to be the reward right. token or the gas token. No, it's going to be everything is going to be where if you borrow in Bitcoin, you have to pay your um your your interest or whatever fees you need to pay in Bitcoin, and those Bitcoins are gonna go straight to to the guys who's le- who lending the coins. So that's the next big thing is gonna come, and I think it's gonna come next year. And I'm pretty excited about it. So it's gonna be kind of like so if I wanna if I wanna interact with other tokens on that on that platform like Sologenic or um flare or songbird or anything like that that will be a part of this also it's kind of like well, a uniswap for xrp yes but it, it, it you know they, they need to create the the pools like if you, if you, nobody comes with holo and create a holo pool with xrp as a pair or whatever it's not gonna it's not gonna work so, so far it's, it's only gonna be limited to i think the the main coins like probably uh, it, uh, bitcoin and XRP and probably Flair is going to do with the layer cakes. You know, Flair is coming out with layer right. cake. So probably uh, Flair is going to jump in there. But yeah, that's, that's, that's be, really good to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be because, you know, XRP right now, we as a user, there's nothing we can do about it like much. You know, well, I use it for sending money across cross border to my family. But like I was discussing with uh, Glitch. That you have him in your in your platform many times. We always discuss mm-hmm. about XRP on 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 X or Twitter, and he keeps saying like, "Well, but if I want to send money to anybody, I just use my bank and I send it to the bank." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's, you can do that inside the UK, or I can do this inside the United States." But how I send money to my to my family in Venezuela? How I, how people from Mexico get send their money to Mexico? They have to wait three 
to a week, three days to a week. They have to pay like forty dollars every time they send money, and 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 this is a this is this is a problem. We're talking about eighty percent of the remnants or the or the cross border payments are are being like very delayed and they don't come in time and. And people waste a lot of money. Imagine you have a family like me in Venezuela and you need to send, let's say, $100. And I had to pay $20 fee in Western Union or something. Those $20 can be, I, I'm saving it right now by using XRP. And I, 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 my family can use those $20 to, to have more food on the table, for example, or to pay the electric bill or something. So it's very important. But Glitch, he's like, hardhead he's like yeah but you know if i send money to my friend here in the okay yeah you know, in the inside I, i can send sell it to to you if you want in the united states for free but that's not how it works you know but you know so uh, a big key for that and and you explained this to us you you handed me my ass one night when we talked xrp but for the we talked about this too so maybe Maybe you can explain better. How how are they building out an on-ramp and off-ramp to be able to use XRP in places perhaps that don't accept XRP as, as currency or cash? There has to be on-ramps and off-ramps to uh, exchange that for whatever country's currency they're using or... Uh, what convert it back into even Bitcoin? If, if you send it to El Salvador, right? They're they're primarily Bitcoin. They don't give a shit about XRP, right? So, is there a plan in place? Maybe Vitzvind or anybody like that? Are they building on ramps and off ramps to where it can be quickly converted from X? If I send you money, it can go from XRP to Bitcoin, and you can spend that Bitcoin on a cup of coffee all within five minutes. Well, it. Let's say let's let's first first let's say that they they just announced 22 corridors in the in the world you know so they they already have like 22 uh, lines of stream of money that they can transfer back and right. forth okay they they have 22 corridors already worked out like like public that we know second there is mm -hmm. a in, in El Salvador there is a, a company called called Spendabit I don't know if you hear of it what this guy I did. Okay, if you Google spend the bits, the what this guy did actually, John Deaton is is on the border of director in the in the in the low side of the company. So what this company is doing, he's like he's like like uh, competing against Lightning Network. Like you're gonna use your Bitcoin, you're gonna spend your Bitcoins. That's what it calls spend the bits. But he used the XRP ledger to use it. So you actually gonna go to El Salvador. And you suspend the bit and use your bitcoins in less than five seconds through the XRPL. So yes, it's, oh this wow, is this happening. is. Let me let me pull this up. This is interesting because I I didn't know about that. Hang on, let me let me share this. Spend a bit. Okay, let me pop back. And they just here. they just won they just won the last hackathon and everything. I okay, don't think so it's spend that one. a bit. Spend the bits. I will can give you. I can give you the Twitter handle. So, oh, here it is. I'm on Spend a Bit site. So search products. So what do we want to buy? Let's look for car tires. I don't think doing the right one. Wait. No, no, that's no, not. I'm him. in the right one. 
That's not them. Five they million are, things. Okay. Spend a bit. Uh, spend a bit. Oh, there you go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it in. Uh, in the private chat, so you can click on it. Okay. Hang on. Let me get out of this then. And go here. We got rid of that. Spend the bits. There we go. All right. Now I can pull this up. Okay. I'm going to get on sun every Sunday night. Every Sunday night, StreamYard does a live cast with the owners of the company. And I'm going to tell them they need to make this less clicky. This is such a pain in the ass. All right. There we go. Now I have to go back here and add. There we go. That's that's spend the bits. All right. The future of digital payments with spend the bits, fast, secure, and affordable transactions on the go. So let's take a look. Secure, reliable, low transaction fees. They have a mobile app both on Google and on the App Store. Yeah. Send and receive cryptocurrency. With the I don't. Of the I don't think. Ledger. I don't. Just for you to know, I don't think it's available for U.S. users yet, and that's what John Deaton is is doing. He because XRP is was deemed not a security, so he's trying to get this this guy to be able to work in the United States. But so far, he already been working in El Salvador. He's been working in Mexico. He's been working in Philippines. He's been working in Switzerland. He's been working everywhere in the world, but not the United States yet. But he's gonna come. All right. So let me take a peek here because I have. My handy dandy Android. I'm I'm using my iPhone as my camera, so I can't use that one. But I can go to the Play Store here and type "spend the bits." You are absolutely right. No estaki. Yep, not not in the, not yet, but it's gonna it's gonna come. Like right now, they but you, we were talking about El Salvador, for example. And remember, the United States right. going very, the United States going very um, strict with cryptocurrency. But at the same time, we know XRP right now is the only one with legal clarity in the United States by a judge. So it's is 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 different. So uh, John Deaton. He's gonna try because he's 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 gonna he already he's part of the company already in the legal team, so he's trying to get them to work in the United States. John Deaton is uh, really spreading himself thin. I remember seeing um, him with all of the the Ripple case stuff, and I know he's a friend of Jesse's. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, they, I think they just did a podcast recently together for Seed Starter. And uh, I listened to that on the way home from one of my business trips. And it was, it was fantastic what they're putting together. I mean, these, these people who are, who are driving this innovation, um, Jesse included, are, are people that are really, really, pushing that envelope. You don't see a lot of that, or at least I don't. And that's why I'm asking you if there's resources that maybe we can add to where we're getting more of this information. It's usually people just promoting a product, right? 
mm-hmm. and not so much a use case or something that's life changing, like something like this, to where you can you can connect people or businesses or or something along those lines. That's huge that this is taking place. I would love to see more resources. And maybe this is something I can add to a section uh, on the uh, on the FAS radio and crypto FAS websites. Uh, and we can probably I'll, I can make something in discord, too. I would love for this. So, so people who are listening to this and and absolutely you, CryptoView, because you are a huge resource pointer in this business um, to get a a list or a a way that we can sort this. For the people who are truly building things and what those products are and how they're being used so that people can actually take advantage of it. Because, I mean, you listen to the show, right? You hear so many times where we say, what's the use case for this? What what in the world is this even here for? Now I would like to build on that and put us in a space to where we can point people to resources and say that right there, if you go here... Here's five different things that you can do to use something, not just buy a product from it, but actually use the technology that's here. Well, like like I say, I think, and that's why I love XRP so much, because the focus that they're doing is a real business and real utility that I use all the time. And I, and you know how many, how many people like spend so much money? Like I had a friend who came a few years ago from um, Argentina and he tried to bring like half a million dollars and it took him like three months. He paid like, like $40,000 just to bring uh, $500,000 to the United States. And I'm not talking about taxes. I'm talking about fees. (laughs) Right. Right. So, so I'm like, you know, and you go, you go to, to technologies like, like, like XRP and you can send, a thousand dollars to two thousand dollars, a million dollars. I think one company just sent forty million dollars in five seconds for less than a penny. So how how, how groundbreaking this is is very big. Like it's very big. What 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 they tackling is pretty big. Like like I say, like that was if you talk about what Satoshi vision was the peer to peer money transfer, Bitcoin can 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 do it. Bitcoin can do it. It, 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 it's like it's like uh, Brad had from Ripple say many times like if I go to, to to Starbucks and try to pay with Bitcoin, my coffee is gonna get cold before the transaction goes through. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. good. Exactly. So so it's not gonna happen. And then they try to do this with the Lightning Network. And the Lightning Network is not working. You can see it in Salvador; they're not using it because it's not working. But technologies like spend the bits, it works. So I I do agree and and disagree. So I I I am a proponent of the Lightning Network, and I've tried really hard. I use Umbral, which is an operating system. It's basically uh, a decentralized node of your own. If you haven't heard of Umbral. But you can you can on there you can load uh, a Bitcoin node you can load a Lightning node and you can host them and I mean it's it's a fantastic platform. This is something that I I really do I have to build this out because this is if you don't know about Umbral that's that's huge. 
they have tons of stuff on there. I've been using it for the past two years, and it's tremendous. But anyway, my point being is it's so goddamn complicated. You have to have channels. You have to test the channels. You have to put um, certain amounts of Bitcoin into that. I love the technology. I love Lightning. But there, there's a big user hurdle that you have to get over in order to use it effectively. And it's from what you're telling me, it sounds like, and if I'm wrong, tell me, tell me so, because you'd, you'd love to do that. You'd love to tell me I'm wrong. Um, it sounds like this, this XRP platform takes all that stupidity out of the equation and just lets you do what you need to do. Yes. Yes, exactly. And, and, and XRP, you know, you know, it's funny because after the, after the Bitcoin, I think XRP is the first layer one ever built, you know, like, like it's on from, from scratch. It's not made from, from the Bitcoin um, uh, code. It was, it was made from scratch, from zero, brand new. And, and XRP built the first DEX to decentralized exchange. It's been working up and running for like 13 years, I think, straight with no problem. And nobody talk about it. Like if you, you can go on the XRP DEX, you can go on XRP toolkit and, and swap your coins over there with no problem. You know, it's going to be, it's not going to be directly Bitcoin, but that Bitcoin can be breached to regular Bitcoin. And I think that's how this, uh, uh, companies built on top of XRP ledger to do things like spend the bits. Um, another there is they have Sologenics, which is pretty is a pretty cool DEX decentralized DEX built on mm -hmm. the XRPL. We're talking about it's been six countries already building their CBDCs on top of the XRPL. So you know one of the one of the countries is. Is Palau and Montenegro where they using actually US dollar as a CBDC, and I think it's like a test net to see how it works, and if it works fine, they they can probably implement it in the United States or somewhere else. Who knows? But Ripple have so many connections and so many people like like let's say Rossi Rios. You know, if you get a hundred dollar bill and you see who signed the hundred dollar bill, her name is Rossi Rios. And she's a board of director in Ripple. Mm. She's she stopped nice. working from the treasure and go work for Ripple. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the XRP toolkit. I did. I, I profess that all the time, right? I am. I am Mister Inquisitive. So I've played with XRP toolkit. Mm. I have. I have that set up. I made a swap. I got a. Uh, an airdrop of solo tokens, and I converted that into XRP, and I tried to to do the the trust lines and all that. That's where the confusion. That's there. There is friction. There's a lot of friction there, and even with Zoom Wallet, um, I'm I'm having a little bit of difficulty working with that. The last thing I want to do, as any crypto enthusiast wants to do, the last thing is to lose your tokens by screwing something up. I have a, a bag of XRP. It's not a huge bag. It was probably the third or fourth token I bought when Faz got me into this all those years ago, but I don't want to lose it. And yeah. before you, before you, you walk off the show tonight, we are going to get in stone 
a time where you're going to come on here onto a show. It doesn't have to be a Friday night show. It can be another night show and we can just do it. I, I do. I want to have screens up walking people through how to use the XRP toolkit, how to, how to get and use the, the zoom wallet um, or Zum, however you pronounce it. Yeah, the, the Zum wallet is the easy one. The XRP toolkit is more like for developers and stuff like that. It's very rusty. They haven't upgraded in so long, but it's working perfectly. But if I'm new, I prefer to, if, if you are, I don't know what to do, just download the Zoom wallet and they already built a swap index inside the Zoom wallet. Now you can swap your tokens from the wallet directly. Very simple. All right, but... But I'm going to push back on you here, CryptoView. I'm I'm really, I'm going to push because I've been trying to use Zum Wallet now. And Vitzvind is a freaking genius, right? I love, I follow his stuff. I love what he has to say. But I tried to do that. And you have to be trusting. You have to go in and you have to connect yourself to some exchange and send information here and everything else. And and to me, that was a lot of friction. I didn't I think, know what the hell I was doing. I think you haven't used the Zoom wallets lately. Like if you see, if you go to like right in the middle, like let me see if you go right in the middle right here and you choose the DEX tray right here, you don't have to do nothing else. It just give you uh a regular swapping let me see if i can get it correctly right here it gives you like a swapping thing like any other exchange you just choose so if i you want and that's it you don't have to and do then, cross and lines it, anymore and none of that stuff oh no so that's that's where i ran into that and i had the yeah. same problem when uh i wanted to purchase stronghold token because they're on the stellar network yeah and i downloaded uh, the solar wallet for that to do. And it took me quite literally. And, and, and I hope, you know, you can put, you can ping me on this one all you want, but I'm not a stupid guy. Right. And I went in and I'm trying to, I'm trying to set trust lines because you, you have to send stellar here and then you, yeah, you have to set this trust line and get that back in it. And it's, it's, crazy complicated i'm holding my breath the whole time i'm like i'm gonna lose these fucking tokens you know yeah the, the only so, thing you were, we were doing this the, the the trust line things was for the airdrops like like right now you don't have to do any type of trust line for nothing like like unless unless the protocol asks you for it but most of the tokens right now they want you to to freely use their token. So they're not going to go and, and all oh, create this trust wallet. They, they were doing it. If you want to get an airdrop, you create a, a trust wallet to make sure your wallet is active. So their uh, bot can check your wallet and make sure you, you don't create a thousand wallets just to, to get the airdrop. But, but those, those days are over. I think and, Good. and and right now we just like I say you just go to the decks built on 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 the Zoom wallet I think we can see it somewhere around here and it's pretty simple yeah. you just it's like a, it's like like your regular your regular exchange uh decks you just choose your token put how, how much you want to sell it for there is a bid and ask side and and just do it and it's right there it's, it's the Zoom decks it's a dab inside the Zoom wallet. And it's totally free. You don't have to do it. So, anything. 
the last time we talked about this, you you gave me uh, the advice that Songbird token, being the testnet token, is still a good buy, and you gave me reasons why. So I don't want to have to go to BitTrue in order to get that. So what you're telling me is that if if I take some of my Bitcoin and I go to Coinbase and buy some XRP with it, I can send that XRP to my ZUM wallet, and then I can go straight into there and take that that XRP and convert it into 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 Songbird, and it'll just show up in my wallet. No, because uh, Ugo don't have the, <laughs> the the bridge yet. So in order for you to in order for you to to do that, Hugo has to finish the layer cake, and then you can buy Songbird on Zoom. Right now, there is no connection. There is no bridge. So what, if you go to like the Sologenic uh, exchange to get somber, you're going to get like an IOU somber. It's going to be like a synthetic somber, which you can change it back to XRP and bring it back. So the only thing you can do with that somber is just play with the price, but you cannot uh, uh, stake or, or delegate on the, on the Flare network. So right now you cannot, but there is another wallet that I really like a lot, which is B, uh, Bifrost. Bifrost wallet. I have that, and that's yeah. where I keep my Songbird and my Flare right now, and I stake it there. Yes, correct. So um, uh, that's that's the, the only way right now. We in the United States, we can buy Songbird or uh, Flare. Sorry, we can buy Flare on Uphold. Right now, B-True is the only one that is uh, that we is accessible for Songbird, but we have um, Coinbase. I think Coinbase you can buy you can buy Flare right now. Uh, you can buy it on Oprah. Right. You can buy it on BitTrue. You, I, I wish you can buy it on Binance. You know, you guys were talking about Binance early. I think Binance is not going anywhere. This, this guy is a genius. Well, it's it's not, but I can't get regular Binance. I have to go with Binance US. I I even I, I stopped using them a few years ago. I don't even like Coinbase to be honest with you. I mm. if I do something, I usually do it on Gemini. Um, but. With Coinbase, if I if I I can buy Flare there, that's fantastic. I've bought quite a bit of Flare. I I do think that the the uh, use case for Flare will eventually get there. I I do, but it has waned. My my interest in that has waned. They had professed, or at least we talked about FOMO and and hype earlier. Um, the hype and the FOMO was there that they had these things lined up and I haven't seen a damn thing materialize since. So I'm a little bit hesitant on that still because I haven't seen results. And, and remember 2023 is the year of show me for any project. Show me what you have, show me what you've built, show me what you've, you've told us that you're going to produce so I haven't seen any show me there. What do you know anything I don't? Well, Flair, Flair, Hugo is a very conservative uh, person. He's very, I think he's very timid. He don't like to talk much, which I hate. I hope he be more. I, I hope he will be more <laughs> vocal and say what he's doing. And when he changes his mind, not in a bad way, in a good conservative way. That's why I still like Flair. Um. I think that the thing that is backing us right now is all those airdrops, but you know, it's part that was part of the deal. He had to drop, he had to give those airdrops. So we have an inflate, a little inflation right now. I think it's over 
3% or 4%. Uh, but there is a lot of project building on it and they testing on Sunburn, but they nothing yet on Flare because Flare is still on uh, on beta. It's not it's not it's like a test it's still they still testing the mainnet, which I don't understand and it's driving me nuts. And I say, listen, you taste <laughs> you test the thing with Sunburn. That's what Sunburn was for, just to test the net. Right now you throw Flare and you testing again so how much <laughs> but at the same time i'm like okay you know if it's gonna be safe and my token is gonna be safe and and everything is being worked smoothly like the oracle is 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 working unbelievable now he's starting the new phase of staking and delegating so there is two pools now you can actually delegate and you can actually stake I'm not staking right now because you have to do it through MetaMask or with the Ledger Nano. Mm -hmm. And I really like Bifrost. I'm not going to take my, my coins out of Bifrost. But Bifrost te te text today, not text, uh, tweet today, that they implement in the staking system pretty soon. So when they put the staking Good. system, I'm probably going to start staking because it's a short period of a stake. Like you, you only have to stake for like two weeks, 14 days. And you're going to get like 2.5% more flares than just delegating. So if you oh, nice. maximize, yeah, if you, the only thing is if the bull run come and you get, end up with your tokens locked <laughs> up for two weeks. So don't, right? lock, don't lock everything, you know, just in case. So you can get a little piece of, of the pie of, before it happens. But that's, that's the new thing. All right. So. Let's let's jump off of XRP. I know your heart's broken. I've I, you know just because I haven't been very vocal lately on any of the either Discord or Twitter. I've been I've been building a lot of things behind the scenes here, which will come out very soon. But I also pay very close attention to all of your guys's Twitter feeds and so forth, and I see that you guys have been gaming. Quite a bit lately, kind of all over the place. Tell me, tell me what you guys been doing in gaming lately. Uh, yeah, we've been playing uh, Walking Dead Empires. So, and we've been playing. I've Poker, seen Poker that. Go. Yeah, you know, Gala is my second baby, so I have to. <laughs> I, I cheer for XRP because I'm actually like a Gala moderator, so I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't like to chill gala too much because people are gonna say oh you're doing that because you kind of moderate for them <laughs> even though it's a free job i don't get paid for it like i'm doing it for free and people don't understand it that i just do it because i like it and i, I want the, the the system to grow but yeah i play a lot i've been playing with el zorro and with lava with um a smiley smiley monster i've been playing with a lot of people like like i've been doing a lot of streaming we have a show that we want to invite you to. We, we uh, me, El Zorro, and Lava. We start a Saturday morning show called El. Oh, Patio. really? Yeah, the patio show in English. So I told Zorro we have to invite Titan to the show because we talk about everything about crypto. Like what we do is we get like all the news for the week, and 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 we discuss like the the main news of the week, and then we throw a little bit of fluff at the end with gala or something like. So we had to invite you nice. to that show. Yes, I I would be honored. I Please. I follow all you guys quite closely on that. I did not see the patio show, but I did see 
that Lava just had a fantastic event in Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah, he did. Yes. And and I saw Satoshi's siren was a big part of that. And I followed that with, with a big smile on my face because that's what, what we talk about when we talk about people actually doing things, right? And so you you have a lot of these projects and even even gala music, right? They're, they they talk and talk and talk, but here's here's what I see. I go in and I look at Twitter and I see Lava sitting on a couch making making something happen with other people. So to me, that's freaking huge. Yeah, I, I was I was invited to 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 Puerto Rico with Lava. He was going to like actually do it in Miami. That was the idea. He was going to come to Miami, rent like a, a Airbnb. A big house, and then he's gonna bring all the reggaeton people, Taco, uh, Satoshi Siren, me El Zorro. We we from Miami, mm-hmm. so we were going to be there also. But then he said, you know, he changed his mind and he's doing it in Puerto Rico. I don't know for what reason, but good, you know, it was pretty nice. It was something he's doing something for the community, not like the not like the other singers on on gala music. I don't see many of them doing things for the community. Like he's doing a- AMAs, he's talking to them, he's showing them what to do. He make when he makes the music, he put he put like videos out there. How the, how he creating the music? Because for Puerto Rico, this thing is like a it's like in their veins. Like they they get together and right they they, they get a DJ and they start throwing lyrics out and then a music come out. I don't know where. It's it's pretty fun though. It's pretty fun. Well, and and that's what this space needs is is the innovation like that 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 takes things out of the norm, right? Where you sign a contract, you do what the people you sign the contract with tell you to do. You have you have Lava, you have you, you have Zoro who are out there just, you know what? This is interesting to me. Let's let's just do it and see what the hell happens. Yes. And to me, that was that was a huge part of what Lava put together was nobody told him to do it. The guy just fucking loves it, right? And so he's like, let's just throw this shit together and see what happens. And it turns into this epic thing. And I want to see that grow and I want to support it however I can. I remember I remember he told me like when we were in Malta. On Galaverse too, he says like you think like you, you know my brother is a singer and he's very 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 famous in Puerto Rico. You think I should tell them? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> go talk to them. You know, <laughs> right? And then, and then he was a little afraid at the beginning, but then he got in touch with uh, the people from Gala and and he he fulfilled his dream. That's when you put something in your mind, you make it happen, and it happens. It happens. And I didn't, I didn't very, help him. Nobody cool. helped him. He did it by himself. I was like, I was like, wow. You know, Lava is, is from the military. You know, he's a he's a sergeant from the from our military, from the United States military. Nice. So, yeah. That discipline goes a long way. So right, I'm I'm not. You know, my my service time taught me a lot, and it also soured me a lot on a lot of different things. But at the same time, just that discipline, it, it's a lifelong thing that sticks with you no matter what. And you you realize they teach you in the military, if you don't do X and Y and Z and don't come up with a plan and actually put that plan into action, you're, you're, you're screwed. 
And so taking that discipline and and throwing yourself out and taking that risk, to me, that's huge. And that deserves every bit of uh, every bit of acknowledgement, every bit of of pride, every bit of everything that goes into that, because you're following your passion. And that's what life's about is following passions. Yes, he does. And that's what he did. And it works. So um, that is cool thing. That is a, that that is good. And now you know we have to support him. Like I, I have one of his brother's songs, and every time I get these uh, little rewards, I put it into his pool. And let's see, let's see how how that come out when the token come out and all that. How that's gonna work out for Gala, and all the token from from Gala Music that I think is coming out soon though. Yesterday, well, I don't know if you checked, but you everybody on the email received like a mystery box. Are you open? Yeah, those? yeah, I did that. I was having the uh, the problems getting it open because they had some back end difficulties. But I I did get it open, and I got seven beams out of that. I I'm a music node owner. Oh, me too. So. Yeah, I, I have one of those, and I have all my slots full of stuff. I don't make a ton of beams, of course. Um, but at the same time, I'm not so much into that platform. I'm into the into the people side of it, right? And I want to see the people who are, who are passionate about the music, not about let – me, let me describe it this way. And this is why I, I am happy to support Lava. Because he's not doing it to get a paycheck every Friday. He's not doing it because he thinks he can go into the the crypto or the blockchain or the Web3 side of this and make a ton of money. He's doing it because he fucking loves it, right? And the artists, you can tell almost instantly, if you go look at those gala music artists, you can instantly tell there's some of them that are in this for the money and some of this some of them who are in this because they truly love to make music and they want they want to get out what they're about and what they're doing and to me that's the difference and i want to support the people who are truly in this for the passion yeah and the same mm -hmm. no i was just gonna say the same thing goes with which you know why I have the 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 passion for people like Timbo, right? Timbo's not in this, in the you know part of the collective or anything else to make money. The dude's in it because he fucking loves it. He yeah. loves video games. He loves building things. That's where my support, from my standpoint, comes from. And I want to take all the people who are who are doing it because that's their passion, and I want to spread it to everybody that I can get that out to. Yeah, well, God, Lava is putting everything out of his, uh, his own pocket. He's not getting anything. It, it, at this point, I think the guy is just supporting himself and his brother and everything just from the outside, whatever his brother makes right. on the music. But from Gala, it's almost nothing. Like, I, that's that's what I think. That's what I see. Like, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think so. Same thing. I, yeah. I think you're right. I, I don't see that in anything Lava or the people that, that are associated with Lava, even Satoshi Siren, right? At first, on the gaming side, I'm like, uh, you know, she's all right. She's she's obviously, you know, not as passionate about that. But, man, when she moved over to that music side and put that at the forefront of what she was doing, 
I am I am a super fan of of Satoshi at this point too because you can tell just even by the look on her face from the picture she posted that is her passion and she, she's going to do whatever she, she it takes like, to get there. She had like three kids too like and she works with lava do do the kids travel around and post being a moderator right. for gala like she do a lot a lot, a lot. like it's impressive. Absolutely. And she's a very good and, translator. You see, you ever see her on the on the videos doing the translated stuff? Like she's pretty quick with the Spanish and English, like in two seconds, like doing the questions. She's very good at it because <laughs> I mean, she loves it. That's yeah, why know. she's good at it because she loves it, and that's what I like to see. That's why I get excited, and that's also why I talk so much shit because I run into these people who are all about the business, who are all about the money, who are all about what they can, I, I don't want that. I, I can't stand that. And I see people get taken advantage of that. I know people who are good, who aren't going to throw hype and FOMO just to make a dollar. They're going to, they're going to throw out true enthusiasm instead of hype and FOMO. And they're going to promote the things that are passionate to them. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be the next greatest thing or or what the marketing department kicks out to them and says, this is what we want to promote this month because we want to make our goals. It's because they truly give a shit about what they're talking about. And that's huge for me. I know. Like when you put your heart into it and, and people feel it, feel it, like feel that you are doing it because it's your passion and what you're doing, the things come out simpler and 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 normal. Like, like you don't have to, you're not you, you know people don't see you forcing it or you pushing it you're just doing it and and things come around like you get good karma good vibration and i think absolutely yeah exactly <laughs> i'm i'm happy for them i i i i wanted i wanted to go to puerto Rico. i say i was mad at lava <laughs> because he didn't make it in miami i was going to save my trip <laughs> But we plan, right? we plan to, we're planning to do something here. I, I know soon we will. Well, I hope so, because Zorro teased us with that when he came on the show uh, a couple of months ago and said we were going to try and get all of us that we that we talk mm-hmm. about each other on these shows together and, and go do an event somewhere. Not not so much an event, but have all of us get together and, and put our heads together and talk about the shit that's passionate about us all. I, I would like to see that happen. I want to see the people who are passionate about things get together and have our own damn conference and see how we can how we can use that to promote each other and to promote the conduit to getting that out. Maybe Gala Music is a conduit that gets that yeah. out. And like the Gala Collective, Gala Games is a conduit to make Gala Games successful or to make the Gala Collective successful. So Putting those those resources together, I think, is huge, and that's what's going to make the difference coming up into this bull run that we're seeing where people are starting to take notice of a lot of these things. And me and OMS talked about it just so ever so briefly. You, you have this, this group of people who have these ideas and the passion around it and turning it into something wonderful instead of hype and FOMO. Yeah. And doing things the right way. And there's a group of us that want to do it that way. We want to do it the right way, things that we're passionate about. And I think we really need to take that and put that in the forefront of going into this bull market. 
Fazcon. There you go. Galanode Guide has it. We should do a Fazcon. I'm going to talk to Faz about that. We should maybe do a Fazcon. You know, that's that Galano guy was the first person I saw when I bought my note. <laughs> he, 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 his <laughs> tutorial. I use his tutorial to make to 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 make my 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 note. And then I told him, dude, I already bought the notes. So how can I give you like the points or something? <laughs> he, he actually replied to me on the on YouTube and he says. Like, oh, you can, man, you can. I, I was so sad, man. I, I always, like, feel bad because I use these videos all the time for my notes. Now I now I have it on somebody else taking care of them. But, you know, like, he helped me a lot at the beginning. Nice. Yeah. Well, hey, we're we're pushing two and a half hours here. So I, I think we do have to head out of here. Yeah. And I have to go downstairs because I heard a bunch of yelling. And my family was watching um the football game tonight so the the high school that my kids go to are in their state semifinals football game tonight he had to travel on a bus two and a half hours with the team to go down and i saw the first little bits of the game and it was the it was halftime and it was 16 to nothing the good guys us winning the game so i have to go downstairs and i have to find out what happened with that game but CryptoView, it is always a pleasure to have you on, man. Thank, Thank you for you. the education tonight. And uh, I am going to DM you very shortly here after the show, after I find out about the football results. And we're going to get together. Even if I have to create a new Faz show called Titan's Corner, if we no, have to go that far to get you on here and have, a, have you walk us through examples on how to do this, I want to make sure we get that in the books scheduled so that we do it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you want, just call. Just, just hit me up, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. Saturday mornings. I want you to, if you are around, just pop up in the patio show and talk to me. And, is it, is it Twitter? No, I, I just sent you the in the private chat. I send you the link. So. Oh, you did. I wasn't looking at that. I was busy conversing with you. All right, I will. Yeah. It, unless it's at like five in the morning my time, I will absolutely be be uh, subscribing to that show. And uh, I'll uh, if you guys do it live, I'll be there if I absolutely can. We try to do it uh, ten between ten and eleven a.m. Eastern time. I don't know. Oh, I'm in Eastern time. That's like the perfect right. time. I will I will see you then on Saturday for that Saturday morning. Wait, yeah, holiday weekend. Today's Friday, so yeah, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow. All right, yeah, tomorrow we're gonna have the our is our seven episodes or something like that. Let's see. Nice. All right. I'll be looking forward to seeing it then, man. No problem, man. All right. It's not, it's those... not only XRP. We talk about no, all, everything. No, I, I got you. You said crypto news. You you hooked me. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, For those of you who have done the two and a half hour marathon with us here tonight, thank you very much. Uh, for listening to us this long, I'll put out some shorts so you can get the, the nitty gritty pretty close to uh, to get the gist of what we talked about here tonight. A lot of information. Hope we didn't brain fry you and we will see you next Friday here. Check out uh, the patio tomorrow morning, Eastern time, nine to 10. We'll post the link. I'll, I'll grab this link and I will throw it in the show notes so people can go over there and, and check out the patio. I'm looking forward to it, man. Thank you, man. See you guys. Thank you. And with that off, we go!